Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your health care provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, 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 how's everybody doing? It's been a great week. Um, I am in pain still, but I'm trying to overcome as much as I can. I, you know, I have various um, methods here that I use to uh, try to make those certain areas of my body feel a lot better than what they used to do. Don't forget the affiliates out there that I post on the Robert Peace Support Group and podcast will help me quite a lot. Um, Money's tight, but these kind of affiliates that are part of, you know, my podcast. So if you get the opportunity, please click on them and just check it out for yourself. So this episode, well, it's going to be this episode and next week's episode because there's just too much to cover. But today I'm going to try to cram it all into 20 minutes. Today we're going to be talking about the difference between Delta 8 and Delta 9. And then next week I'll talk about the new one, which I never knew or I didn't know that came out in Delta 10. So we'll get variations of all the um, those three different um, deltas now, and we'll go from there. But today we're going to start out with 8 and 9, and what the difference is between those two. Now when it comes to um, Delta 8, it falls under the THC, not the CBD, the THC. So the THC part of this is going to be the one that gives you euphoria, makes you high. Um, when it comes to CBD, that's the one that usually helps with the pain, just so we can get that out in the open and what the uh, difference is. But anytime you want to find something, you need to look for CBD for pain. Now, I'm not saying with the THC series, you might have a little bit of pain reduction, but I just wanted to let you know that it's, you know, THC, so you don't get confused there. So most people choose Delta 8 THC because they consider it the perfect middle ground between CBD and Delta 8 THC. So what exactly is the difference? We might get, be getting into some medical terms here. So for reference, um, what is Delta 8 THC? Delta 8, also known as the diet weed in cannabis light due to less potent cognitive effects, is an analog of Delta 9 THC and belongs to the same class of natural compounds known as Cannabinoids. Extractors make Delta-8 GHC using a multi-step process to isolate the compound from the raw plant material. So some of this here is kind of nonsense that I'm not going to read. You'll have your opportunity to do that on your own because there are some medical terms that we just don't need to know right now. But um, Delta-8 is the um, one that gets you high, but the effects are more clear-headed, less anxious, 
and smoother than from Delta 9. That's the reason why so many cannabis users are turning to Delta 8 from normal weed. Delta 8 THC can be obtained from both hemp and marijuana, but the only favorably legal products are sourced from hemp. So it is CBD. It stands for cannabinoid. The second major can cannabinoid in cannabis and the most abundant one in hemp plants. Unlike THC, it doesn't get you high because it's a non-intoxicating drug. That being said, it's by all means psychoactive, contrary to what many people are saying. America According to the U.S. National Library of Medicine, CBD affects the mind and emotions, so it fits into the definition of a psychoactive. On top of that, CBD has a wide range of potential benefits, with the greatest number of studies investigating its effects on the nervous system. People usually take CBD in the form of oil. You can apply it under the tongue or mix it with food and beverages. Other popular consumption methods include taking CBD gummies, capsules, vapes, and topicals. It's worth noting that not every type of CBD oil is designed for vaping. Make sure to vape only the products that are labeled specifically for that use. So there are a few parts I will be skipping over. This one will be Delta HEC versus CBD, how they work. And the only reason is because there's a lot of medical terms that I don't even know what they are. So maybe it's better for you to go ahead and investigate it in regards to those two things. Um, now Delta HEC versus CBD and what the effects are on your brain. For Delta 8, this effect is much stronger than CBD. It's going to induce a similar type of high to Delta 9, but without triggering anxiety and paranoia in sensitive users. So according to the textbook definitions, both CBD and Delta 8 are psychoactive. This term refers to any substance or activity that has had an impact on mood, perception, and emotions. Since both Delta-8 and CBD affect our mood and emotions, we may consider them both psychoactive. That being said, the cognitive cha uh, change from Delta-8 is much more pronounced compared to CBD. So in that case, um, you need to be very careful in trying these uh, products I'm discussing right now. But remember, they, they may help a little bit with the pain, but CBD is the one you want when it comes to pain. So CBD offers the exact opposite effects, resulting in reduction of appetite, effective for those who want to lose extra weight. And remember, I'm not making suggestions. These are reports that I'm reading from the internet. And if you need more information, the best place to go is your doctor. So Delta 8 TC versus CBD and the legal status. Delta-8 and CBD are treated in the same way by federal law. There are a few individual states that have enforced separate laws that view Delta-8 THC the same way as marijuana. Despite visible differences, Delta-8 THC and CBD share some similar qualities, especially when it comes to their relaxing effects. Some studies even suggest that the health benefits of both cannabinoids are greater when taken together than either of them in isolation. So rather than looking at Delta-8, JC, and CBD as competitors, we should consider them compounds that work in tandem to enhance each other's therapeutic profile. 
So some final thoughts on the differences between Delta 9 GHC versus CBD. Delta 8 GHC produces a cognitive change which is much different than the body focus effects of CBD. Of course, CBD can also improve your mood and help regulate emotions, but Delta 8 provides a similar kind of buzz to the one created by Delta 9. So both cannabinoids are legal in the United States as long as they are sourced from hemp. Despite many differences, Delta 8 and CBD share some of the share many of the same health benefits. The primary role is to regulate the endocannabinoid system and promote better uh, living and feeling. If you don't mind some alteration to your perception, go for Delta 8 GHC. If a weed-like buzz isn't your pair of shoes, go for CBD instead. Alright, so that only took me 9 minutes. Let's move on to uh, number 9, Delta 9 Effects, the good, bad, and the benefits. Whether you are new to the cannabis community or have been using GHC products for some time now, there is always one question lurking at the back of your mind. What are the Delta 9 side effects and what does Delta 9 do to your brain? There are over a hundred cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. None more recognized or vilified than the tetrahydrocannabinoid, but what most people know only as THC is actually Delta 9. As it turns out, it is not the only version of THC that can make you high. The cannabis community recently discovered ways to mass produce Delta 8 and Delta 10, and it seems that more are coming. These newcomers in the THC family can actually be found in the plant, but only in trace amounts. This is why it did not get much attention from manufacturers and users until recently. Now that there are several THC variants available in the market, it is important to understand the effects of each one, specifically the off-the-mind Delta 9. So Delta 9 is the substance primarily responsible for the euphoric, euphoric feelings that come after using marijuana. So from what I've seen, all it is is Delta 8 with another molecule uh, added to it to make it Delta 9. So here's the challenges facing the cannabis community. Being readily available in the plant natural state, Delta 9 has been the focus of much attention since it was first discovered over 50 years ago. However, it is still classified as a Schedule 1 drug, a category reserved for addictive and potentially harmful substances. This has serious implications on how we can understand the Delta 9 effects, as there are strict rules being administered by the Drug Enforcement Agency, or the GEA. Scientists need to secure GEA approval, implement stringent security measures, and jump through several hoops before they are allowed to research on Delta 9. It is time-consuming and often expensive process, and that does not even include the research itself. The GEA argues that there is insufficient scientific evidence definitely saying that Delta 9 products have medical benefits. Hence, there is no reason to remove them from the list of Scheduled 1. Which brings us now to the difference between Delta 8 and Delta 9. Some of this really gets into uh, medical terms, so I'm going to skip over all that. You can read that later at your own time. When Delta 8 came out this past year, it caused much excitement among scientists in 
cannabis enthusiasts alike. It is still a bit early to say for sure, but the evidence suggests that Delta 8 is much less intoxicating than its cousin, the Delta 9. At the same time, it offers similar health benefits that most cannabis patients and enthusiasts are at. When it comes to THC molecules, think of Delta 8 as the more responsible, laid-back sibling of the three. Delta 8 enjoys a good time and is still fun to hang out with. However, while Delta 9 is out partying and taking Delta 10 along for the ride, Delta 8 is one of the who's hanging back to enjoy a chilled-out night at home. When it comes to the effects of Delta 8, means more towards the CBD side of the spectrum. Although it's derived from hemp plants like CBD, it binds with the CB1 receptors in the brain. This gives consumers some of the Delta 9 THC experience, such as the pain relief, stress relief, and settling the stomach, as well as a general pleasant body feeling. Its big selling point is that indica-like effects don't also come with the stronger, full psychoactive experience of Delta-9 THC. Delta-8 is psychoactive just to a lesser degree. Instead, the experiences are reported to be more mild and clear-headed. Delta-8 is thought to have roughly half the potency of Delta-9. Think of it like light beer, a softer alternative, but it will still get you in a similar place as the usual stuff if you continue to consume. Another benefit of Delta 8 is that it is much more uh, stable. Alright, so here we go with Delta 9 GHC. Delta 9 GHC is the celebrity of the three and really needs no introduction. If there's a party, it will be there. Delta 9 provides the most potent psychoactive effects of the three. It also is the easiest to distill between or because it makes up the vast majority of the cannabinoid production in the plant. It's usually available in flour as well as concentrates, edibles, and pretty much any other way you want to consume it in a legalized state. Delta 9 has the most versatility in effects as well. Depending on the mixture of cannabinoids contained in whatever form you're taking it in, its effects can provide emotional uplift energy, relaxation, contentment, pain relief, and whatever else you need. If you are looking to get stoned, Delta 9 GHC will get you there. However, because Delta 9 is so strong, consumers have also experienced less great effects, such as unwanted hanger, hunger, anxiety, paranoia, and confusion. Because it is psychoactive, consumers can also end up spacey, unfocused, or just more off their game than they prefer. This is especially an issue for medical patients who may need cannabis to maintain their quality of life, but still have to function at a clear head level throughout their day. And here's a brief explanation of Delta 10, which is what I'm going to be focusing on um, on the next episode. If Delta 8 is the laid back one and Delta 9 is the partier, Delta 10 THC is more of the athlete. They're fun, outgoing, full of energy, but they also know that they have to be in practice the next day. A major difference with of THC 10, Delta 10, is that it naturally occurs in such a minute ways and amounts in cannabis that it can be extracted by normal means. Delta 10 THC was actually discovered as a sort of accident by a California company who bought some outdoor biomass to convert into concentrates. 
They had no idea that the grow had been contaminated with fire retardant from a recent uh, issue. Once they tested their new com uh, concentrate, they discovered an unfamiliar crystallized structure present. After some more uh, thorough work by third-party lab, they realized the fire retardant chemicals had created a new form of THC. Oh man, I don't know if I would take that. Jeez, what are they making it with now, these days? No one should be inhaling or in ingesting fire retardant chemicals, so the batch was thrown out. The good news is that Delta 10 THC can be made with far cleaner ingredients, including food-grade additives. Delta 10 is also derived from hemp and thus considered legal in most states as well. However, as always, this is not a legal advice. Be sure to check your location and your local regulations. Be aware, much like Delta 8, Delta 10 can still make you fail a drug test, effects-wise. Delta 10 leans more towards a sativa uplift than Delta 8's indica-style calm. Consumers have said that it is that it gives a milder but still effective energetic uplift and mo uh, mood boost that makes it perfect for daytime use. It provides a similar creativity, focus, and, and energy of Delta 9 GC, but in the more subtle way without less of the speediness, spaciness, or paranoia that can also occur. Products are currently still a bit rare, and only a few companies have bought Delta 10 to the have brought Delta 10 to the market. The number of new cannabinoids products coming on the market can seem a little confusing. Whether you're a grizzly old prospector or a frequent cannabis consumer trying to keep up with the latest trends, the good news is more variety means more opportunities to find the best product for you. If Delta 9 TT is serving you well, stick with it. If you'd like to the tranquil pain relieving effects while keeping your head clear, Delta 8 may be the one to try. And if you're looking at the uh, for the uplift, Without the speediness or anxiety, Delta 10 may be your ticket. In the meantime, there are uh, there is information out there that you can make sure that you can read, um, and I'll be I'll be um, posting some of that in the uh, Facebook page. So really quick, let's break this down here. CBD is not used as a recreational drug like marijuana is. While it can help you feel more relaxed or less less anxious, it doesn't make you high. Recreationally, effects of THC can include alteration of senses, alteration of your sense of time, mood changes, trouble with body movement, impaired memory, trouble thinking or problem solving, hallucinations or delusions. As with any ingested substance, there are potential side effects to both CBD and THC. Additional side effects of CBD than the ones already listed can include changes in alertness, usually drowsiness, gastrointestinal issues like diarrhea or lack of appetite, mood changes like irritability. The side effects of THC may include changes in blood pressure and heart rate, red eyes, increased risk of mood disorders, lung irritation with chronic usage. So here's the types of TAC in a summary. THC, this is the most common type of TAC in cannabis and is the precursor to other kinds. It does not produce a psychoactive effect. Delta 9, this is responsible for uh, producing the typical psychoactive effects of marijuana and also helps relieve bodily tension and increases appetite. Delta 8, this makes up less than 1% of the cannabis plant 
and is supposed to be half of the psychoactive as Delta-9. And finally, in summary, while CBD and THC are, are from the same plant, the cannabis plant, they are very different. Both can increase relaxation and sleepiness, improve mood, and relieve pain, but CBD does not have the same psychoactive properties that THC does. There are different kinds of CBD. It's good to know what kind you are using because some ways have some may have traces of THC in them. Knowing more about the CBD and THC can help you make informed decisions about what you choose to consume. All right, thanks for being here today. We are at, we are at our limit. Remember, next week I'll be talking about Delta Ten, which is new to me. So I'm gonna learn some new things here as we go along. But you all have a great week and weekend. Our temperatures here in Fresno are starting to go down into the 80s. I love it. So until then, goodbye. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.